Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. Hello again, everybody. Welcome along, Cricket Badger Podcast, and uh, good to have you all here. Um, we've got uh, Lucas and Mark with me today. So we've got the Aussie um, crowing up probably about how bad England have been, and Mark, an England <laughs> fan as well. So um, I'll start with you, Mark. Uh, the way this uh, test is positioned at the moment, um, we've got India at 421 for seven at the end of day two. In reply to England's 246 all out, India lead by 175 runs. It's not looking good for England, is it? No, I think it's the test matches unfolded um, as we talked about in the pre in the preview program. I think on Tuesday, I think I said then for England to have any chance, the batsmen would have to play out with their skin, and India would have to massively <laughs> underperform because our bowling attack is simply. They're not test class. This they're not test class. The two the two other spin bowlers. So and that's basically panned out exactly as we as we said. I mean, it's basically in the old cliche. It's men against boys, isn't it? And you know, get looking at the body language of the players going off the pitch tonight wasn't particularly enticing to see Mark Wood with his head bowed and Leach looking like a wet weekend. So I think we're in for a long, hard tour. And the fact that. India basically gifted England wickets. Doesn't bode well either. And the last thing that doesn't bode well, which is why I think the game will probably be over tomorrow at some point, is that the pitch seems to be getting more variable in bounce. Yeah. And um, and therefore, when you've got three world-class spinners, the last thing you need is not just a turning pitch, but a pitch which is variable in bounce because it becomes lethal. Um, so, no way back for England. Cricket is a game of environments. You know, England are going to get absolutely thrashed. I'll come back to you again, Mark. Um, I'll come to you in a sec, Lucas. But I tweeted earlier, this England test attack is one of the poorest I've ever seen. Wood, tick, but barely used. Um, Leach is fine. Root is okay as a backup. But Rian, 
he has huge potential, but he's not there yet. And Hartley, to me anyway, at the moment, certainly, I mean, he can improve, obviously, but he's not a test spinner at the moment. So it, 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 you kind of use the phrase there, men against boys. This is the toughest tour that England ever have. And going into alien conditions, you need to play your best team. Surely it's better, Mark, to play a Jimmy Anderson who is world-class and maybe can get something from the surface than play a Tom Hartley who isn't ready yet. Yeah, I mean, neither of the Ahmed or Hartley are ready by any stretch of the imagination and playing both of them in the same team was um, always going to be a problem. So, yeah, you need to... England need to get Jimmy Anderson in the side because his record in India is very good. You know, he, he controls the game. He gets wickets. He knows that knows how to bowl on those surfaces. Um, so he needs to be in the side. And I think the debate has now ended in terms of Root because he's bowled 25 overs, two for 77. And he can be classed in these conditions as England's all-rounder. So they can play two seamers and three spinners and Root being one of the spinners. Now, I think that's the way they will go in the second test. But as ever, um, England, when they go abroad, always end up being on the back foot because in the first test, they've always messed it up or, you know, picked the wrong side or try to get, in this in this instance, try to get ultra funky in their selections for the tour and then the selections for the first test. And cricket, as I say, it's a game of environments and it's, a, it's essentially a simple game. You look at the conditions and the environment and then, and then you pick the players who are, are most suited to it. And to put two spinners who... I mean, Tom Hartley's only visited India on holiday. You know, it's just it's just crazy thinking. It's, it's illogical. And it's kind of funkiness gone beyond the realms of uh, fantasy. I got criticised, Lucas, when I did that tweet earlier. A Lancashire fan was saying to me, he's on his debut, lay off the lad, get behind him. I'm behind all of the England players. I want everybody in an England shirt to do well. I want to see good cricket. I want to see everybody on the pitch doing well and giving us fantastic entertainment. But it'd be wrong of me to kind of say that, oh, he's doing fantastically if he's not. The England team at the moment, Lucas, they just don't look as if they're equipped for that, well, this test anyway. That 11. I don't want to use previous series as a as a guinea pig, um, but if you look at the Australian bowlers when they played India, uh, let's take out Nathan Lyon. Um, Todd Murphy, he looked in place. Uh, Matt Kuhneman looked in place. Uh, unfortunately, Harley does not look in place. Um, just completely smashed all over the park. I don't think there was one spell, even one over, where you think, hmm, that's um, he might got, he's got what it takes. Not one spell I saw from that. Uh, way too short, way too full. Um, now, of course, India in these conditions are very ruthless. So I'm pretty sure they would have had plans to buy him off the park. That's what they did. And, of course, they did that to Rehan as well. Could have been worse, though. Could have been much worse, James. As funny as that sounds, they threw away wickets. Uh, K.O. Rahul threw away his wickets. Um, Jaisarul uh, threw away his wickets. <laughs> so well, I was going to ask you that, Luke, because I think it, you could say that end, every one yeah. of the Indian batters that got out... Mm contributed to their own downfalls. Yeah. yeah. They've got 421 on the board, but it could have actually been, as you say, a lot worse. I was to Mark before we came on air, um, that they could have been out of sight and over the hill, and Mark kind of responded, well, they are already really, but it could have yeah. been even more dominant, couldn't it? Yeah, well, technically they could still two for 400. They didn't throw their wickets away. Um, and then uh, well, as far as this results go, it's gone. England will not win this test. I think it's just a matter of what, India do, and if if the English bowlers think that tomorrow they're just gonna, you know, be batting by session two, they're dead wrong because these two Patel and Jadeja they could potentially bat into the second and third session. 
There is absolutely coming in at number nine. It's scary. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's a bit like a cheat code there, James. Um, he was just a menace in the Australian series. Absolute menace. We could not get him out. You know, he has he has the power, as we saw late in this in the last over. We took fifteen off um, Hartley. He can do a lot of serious damage. So I, I agree with Mark. Um, the, the body language of them coming off, especially Wood and Rehan, were it's like they just didn't want to be there. They were it's like they wanted to go home. Uh, unfortunately, this is day two of the first test in the pipe test series. Uh, and if you've got two of your key bowlers, I will say key bowlers because they are they're, they're going to be picked probably for the whole series. Maybe Wood and James Anderson will rotate. Um, that's not a very good sign. Attitude rise, mentally rise. If mentally they're feeling that already, it's going to be a very tough series uh, for England if two of your better bowlers are, are feeling that way mentally. Hello to Bulldozer Williams and to Gareth Ayan. We're on the Gareth Ayan YouTube channel as well. Gareth has been uh, WhatsApping me all day saying, surely it's a choice between uh, um, looking at the conditions um, or will you look at your strengths? And I mean, what he's meaning by that is surely you look at your team that you've got or the squad you've got and you pick your best 11 and hope that they cope with the conditions rather than look at the conditions and throw in a lot of young spinners who don't seem to be ready. The other question that Gareth, uh, sorry, that Bulldozer um, has posed here. I'll start with you on this, Lucas, but I'll come to Mark as well. He, su- he suggests that England need to win this series if they want a mental chance at winning the Ashes. Obviously, the Ashes mm. series is coming next winter. As tourists, you want to basically, I mean, obviously England's um, in the not too distant past have gone to Pakistan and won 3-0. That was excellent. But you want to get a, a kind of a travelling group together that builds confidence and knows they can perform in any conditions. And if they get drubbed in India, that's not going to be great preparation for Australia, Lucas. Well, if they get drubbed in, if they get drubbed in India, Australia are going to think, well, they've, they've been exposed. But if they beat India in India, Australia's mentality is going to change. They're going to think, wow, they've actually bet India in India against all odds. Um, so it doesn't hurt the mentality of England. It also hurts the mentality of Australia because I'm sure they're going to, they'll be watching this series with a close eye, even though they're, they're in um, a fight against the West Indies. They'll still be keen in this test series. Uh, I know England, uh, they play New Zealand later in the year. But then after that, they don't, I don't think they have an away series until the Ashes. Um, so it's very important to, to get these wins away from home uh, before the Ashes, while Australia, I think they, they play New Zealand themselves in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, and then they don't play in a way series until next year, sadly. Uh, so menta- mentality is everything because with basketball, it, I mentioned this with you in the Ashes a lot, James. Basketball can mentally get to teams. We've seen that with Pakistan. We've seen that with India when they played that one-off test in England where it got to them. Australia didn't really buy into that uh, in the first couple, first couple of tests. They got carried away with Stokes uh, short. But I think mentality... I think I think Australia is very strong, and I think India are also very strong when it comes to mentality. And I don't think going up four, five, and over really bothered India as much as other nations have been in the past. What What do you think, Mark, in terms of the psyche of England? I mean, we both on the preview predicted five nil. I don't think losing to India is any disgrace, to be honest. Going away to India and losing there is no disgrace at all. But there's a way of losing, isn't there? You can you can be competitive and you can push them. Or you can roll over and have your tummies tickled. And um, if England do have a really tough series here, it's not going to do them any favours moving forward to the Ashes down under, is it? Uh, as you say, you want you want to be highly unlikely sides are going to give give India a pasting over in India. But Australia certainly were competitive last year, um, and we're slightly unlucky at the end of that series not to come away with something more. So you don't want to get turned over five nil. 
Um, will it affect their mentality going into the Ashes? Will it will it change their way of thinking? I don't really know because when you when you speak to Stokes and when or sorry when Stokes and McCollum speak, they talk more about kind of freeing yourself up and enjoying yourself on the field. And if the results come, the results come. If you you might as well get beat one 0 as well as five 0 So so for them, as long as they feel as though their project is on track, I'm not sure the psychology of them, it's not going to make much difference whether they get beat 1-0 or 5-0, if I'm being honest with you. The issue, I think, for England is we get lulled into a false sense of security because next summer we have the West Indies at home and Sri Lanka at home, and probably there will be normal service resumed. England will win both those series. There will be a narrative forming around we're on the up again, we've refined basketball, we've got the play, we've got the... All that will start again. They will go to Australia, probably lose, as often happens, and then we'll have another another narrative about we need to restructure English cricket and we'll start by looking at the county game. So English cricket goes in peculiar cycles. You can see it all the time, historically, you know. It goes around about... in a cycle and then probably in a couple of years, McCallum will leave and he'll say he did a great <clears throat> job and then we'll go to somebody else. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Can't blame the county game for this though, Mark, can we? Um, no, I'm because not there, there, will be, just there will be people out there who say, "Look at this! This is the best spinners we've got." You know, county cricket is a disaster. But when you marginalise county cricket as we do, and it doesn't really encourage the counties to bring through spinners because we play a lot of so much cricket in April and May, uh, and then they're an afterthought at the end of the season. The you know the summer dwindles away. County cricket is not um, built to bring spinners through, is it? At the moment. No, I mean, no. And the only reason Hartley's playing is actually because he does get more exposure at Lancashire because we play on pretty flat pitches at Old Trafford where he gets to bowl more. But he's mostly bowling as a stock bowler. It's not county cricket's fault. I mean, if you look at... I mean, we've had this endless debate again and it'll go on for the next century. But if you look at when England was strongest and winning away series and had good spinners in Swan and Panasar... It was in a period where red ball county cricket in England, by common consent of people like Justin Langer, was incredibly strong in the 
late 90s, 2000s, four-day cricket on very good wickets with very good overseas players. You know, Langer said it was just like playing a test match virtually every game. Now, that's, as you said, it's been marginalised. I'm not blaming the counties. I mean, that argument goes on and on and rumbles up. What I'm saying is that English cricket is very good at constructing narratives. And, um, you know, I guess we'll get beaten in India. We'll have a narrative for that. We'll rebuild against Sri Lanka and West Indies. We'll go to Australia on high. We'll lose. And then we'll have another narrative. So we'll go on and on. But we won't break that side. And I think as long as the ECB are making money at home, and filling out test grounds in the home series and the hundreds making money, then, you know, away wins in test matches are pretty, I'm not saying they're irrelevant, but they came, they become a bit secondary. It's like, well, as long as we're winning at home, as long as we're doing okay in the one-day stuff, as long as, you know, we're making money, then we can, you know, we can kind of chottle along. Um, it, it, it won't be long. Can... It might have happened already. I mean, I saw Michael Vaughan's um, comments in advance of the series, but... There will be, after a, a defeat or two, the likes of Vaughan, Kevin Peterson, etc., will come out and say the only way to solve this is to get 10 franchise teams in the championship and uh, uh, and let's get rid of some counties. I don't think that's the future. You, you need to look at the bigger picture, don't you, Mark? Yeah, it's not. that's not the future. They they just jump on. They just jump on a hobby horse because that's what gets them noticed on social media and in the media. I mean, they learned their trade in county cricket and they were great cricketers. And they played in an eighteen county structure. It's not it's not about reducing the counties. It's about making sure that you're prioritizing what you want to do. And at the moment, we're trying to fit too much into a congested an already congested season. And the horse has bolted in terms of franchise cricket. So and it is the situation we're in. Um I'm not sure how it's going to change in the long term. I'm not sure how if England will ever produce unless a kind of miracle comes along in terms of a natural talent like Warner or Mullerley, I'm not sure how a test-class spinner will be produced in the present format, the way we play it, unless they've got huge, huge ability, uh, where coaching is kind of, kind of not redundant, but you know, in terms of people like Warner and Mullerley, it was redundant, and they're just freaks of nature. Now, unless that comes along, we ain't going to produce spin bowlers and that's in, in the way we're playing at the moment. We're trying to keep these to 20 minutes if we can. But let's finish today looking at Jadeja. Um, India, 421 on the board, um, contributions all the way down. But that 81 from Jadeja, 7 fours, two sixes, 155 balls. After he bowled well as well. I mean, he took a little bit of um, stick by his standards, but he is the best all-runner in the world, Lucas, at the moment, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, at this moment, not even close. Um... I would like to see him bat outside of India a little bit more. Uh, well, I think that's his Achilles heel to, to being the perfect all-rounder. But uh, uh, today he was fantastic. And he didn't, when you think of Tajaji, you think, oh, power hitting explosive like he does in the IPL. He doesn't have those innings in Test Match. Like today, um, I think it was 110, 115 ball, 80. That's pretty average by Tajaji standards. No, he didn't really explode off, off, um, off the bat. Uh, against the spinners, you know, he played his right shots, the good balls he defended. That was a traditional Jadeja innings, you know, somewhat different to what he plays in the IPL, somewhat different when he plays in level cricket. So I I, I think that he's the best all-rounder in, in test cricket um, by a mile. But I, I do like you. I do would like to see him bat outside of India, just, you know, get a couple of 50s. But today he was fantastic. Uh, no no complaints with the ball yesterday. He was very good. And I suspect tomorrow with the bat or with the ball, he's going to be 
just as good as he was today and yesterday. Mark, he's, he's amazing, isn't he? I mean, there's comparisons with Ben Stokes have been made in the past. Obviously, Stokes at the moment isn't bowling, but Jadeja can do everything with a bat that Stokes can do, and he offers the bowling at the moment for India, and he's also an incredible fielder. He'd, he'd walk into England's team, wouldn't he? Mm. Uh, yeah, he'd walk into any team at the moment. I think, actually, his batting is getting better and better, in fact, over the last two or three years. I mean, he's not far off, you could argue, being regarded as getting, getting in a team as a genuine bat. So I'd like to see his stats improve as a bowler when he plays away from home because, again, I mean, let's face it, India have sim- not as big issues as England, mm. but they still have issues going away from home, like a lot of sides, no, nowhere near the magnitude of England. But um, Well, they don't, they, don't, they don't have any trouble in Australia. Uh, that's <laughs> very true in the last tour, last <laughs> but I mean, but you would like to see him perform slightly better away from home where he's used more of the stock bowler. But um, but yeah, he's um, he's, an, he's an outstanding cricketer. Um, he probably goes under the radar a little bit a lot of the time. Well, he got so many stars, haven't they? But he's um, he. I mean, he's another um, rags to riches story. We were talking uh, on social media yesterday about the Jaysfeld and kind of very humble beginnings and left home when he was about eleven or twelve and was selling fruit and snacks on the on the roadside, staying in the groundsman's hut. Um, playing his cricket and then obviously IPL deal now opening the the bang for his country. I mean, Judge Ages um, doesn't come from the most luxurious background either. There's play, I mean, you're Jasper Bumrah. Um, the, there's a lot of them, the Pandya brothers. That, you know, Rinku Singh, there's, there's some brilliant tales of how Indian cricket has taken people from very humble starts and made them into uh, very wealthy and famous people. It's, it's some very good... Yeah, you could make a film about Jaisfeld's story very, very easily indeed because it's, uh, it's a tremendous tale. Um, just before we go, then, we're going to finish off with a question here about uh, where do we see this uh, test going? I think we've, we've all agreed that India have got it pretty much won. Um, but does this eke into day four, Mark, or is it going to be all over tomorrow? Well, it depends how... It, how... Depends how long India wants to bat and if England can get the wickets. If um, you know, if India will probably bat as long as they can. Well, just before you answer, the, um, carry on to answer the question, Mark. I, I, uh, I, I tweeted earlier. I took a picture of the um, the graphic that uh, they had on the TV um, in England's batters' performances in India in the second innings. Zach Crawley two innings averages two point five. Ben Duckett one innings averages nothing. Um, four innings from Ollie Pope averages 14. Um, Joe Root only averages 36. Johnny Bairstow, 20. 15 for Ben Stokes. Folks averages 7.67, 6.33 for Jack Leach. And obviously, um, Rian Ahmed, Tom Hartley and Mark Woods haven't got any stats because they haven't actually batted in the second innings in India. But none of those are going to really spark fear into the into Robert Sharma's psyche, are they? Um, England struggling in the second innings even more than the first innings in the, in the subcontinent. Well... If England, I mean England can have say they've got a moral victory if they get it go get it to the to, to lunch on the fifth day. <laughs> they can claim another moral victory, but it's a pirate. It'd be a pirate victory. I think India will win it when they want to win it. They will bat unless England take the wickets. They'll decide when they will pull out. India will basically. I think India, India will bowl England out for about 150, and that'll be it. Um, do you see it eking into day four, Lucas? Only if India, as Mark said, bat when they want to bat or declare when they want to declare. Uh, I think Patel, I think they'll try to get, the JJ will try to get to his 100 and then they'll just try to bash anything, you know, that short wide. I think they'll probably hit out. 
technically, technically right now they could declare, and I, I don't think England would get past 100. How many, how many times have we seen India in re- recent tests or going back last 10 years that they make 400 in their first innings and they roll in opposition in the second innings for like 80 or 90? How many times do you see that? I think this is no different. They could declare right now and they'd probably bowl England out before lunch or tea possibly. Um, so this, this will, I don't think this will go to answer the question. This won't go into day four. I think Jadj will get his 100. They'll hit out and they'll roll England in the next two sessions. I think the, the moral victory that Mark was talking about would be if they could make in, India bat again, even if it's just a knockoff, <laughs> 10 runs or something. I don't see it happening. I think India will only have to bat once in this Test match. And I think it's uh, the writing is on the wall. England are going to have to get a lot better, maybe a bit cleverer with their selections for uh, Test match number two. It won't be a good look at, like with all this baseball if, in mentality if, if England get rolled in three days. I'll just, you know, that won't be a good look. You know, as we've seen, two players already downing themselves. Uh, and I'm guessing more if that does happen. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, everybody out there for watching and stroke listening later. Um, always good to have you here on the Cricket Pageant Podcast. And we'll hopefully be back for uh, day three, maybe the end of the match tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.